0: And Bonds, hits right high, hits it deep,
1: it is
0: out of here! 3-2 to it, Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the back. it gets through Buckner, here comes
1: Knight and the Mets win it! Halliday is one strike away, the 0-2, a bouncer, Ruiz. In time, Roy Halliday.
0: Steal a little summoning from you there. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing it a
1: drive. Deep left field. on the line. That'll lift me for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to
0: wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. Here's the pitch
1: on the way. A swing and a belt. A field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are rolling. Series Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Baseball Podcast, episode 21. It is your host, Ryan, as always, joined by Rev. Yay! God, our intro is highly themed today, once again, as we talk about something. Related to our introduction, actually, funny enough, uh, that's gonna come a little bit later. Uh, first, we had uh, we had some fun stuff happen this week, mostly the uh, home run derby and the All Star game in Cleveland, uh, which was awesome. Uh, and know some people who went; everybody had a great time. Um, the home run derby was cool. The All Star game was close, like you always have want it to be. Um, by the way I'd like to point out That the only two NL pitchers to get wins In the All-Star game in the last 15 years Have been Nats pitchers
0: Yay Wait.
1: Seriously Matt Caps and Tyler Clippard twice Seriously <laughs> I had to look that up I thought I was going crazy um, What did you think
0: uh, I don't watch the All-Star game right I know I watch the Ulmer Derby because it's usually kids and it's usually people having a lot of fun. I do not watch the All-Star game, not because I do not love the the concept, but um, I do not appreciate how the voting does is happens. I do not appreciate teams not uh, – if you're elected to the team, you're not getting to play. I do not appreciate the fact that uh, there are teams that did not have players at all there. Um I I wholeheartedly agree that if somebody is elected to the Hall of Fame, I mean to the, to the All-Star Game, and they are picked in by the, by the fans, not by the, the, the players and the managers, by the fans. If you're voted in by the fans, um, one player from each team, and if a player is elected but they can't go because of injury or need rest or a baby being born, they should be replaced by somebody on that team. And until those things are fixed, I will not put my money or my time into the All-Star.
1: So, I'm going to start the last one first because I have a real big problem. And this kind of ties into something else you said. Um, I don't have a problem with them being replaced by a player on a different team given that the player who is being replaced was not the only rep from that team. So, like... Let's say... Because the Braves had, what, four players in the All-Star game this year? Yeah. Let's say Osuna got hurt last week and decided that he didn't want to go. And they already have three other reps. And it was the same day Rendon announced he wasn't going and they were going to replace him with X. So they replace Osuna with Soto. That I don't have a problem with. When it's one for one if they do it one for one it has to be it's because it's the only team's rep that's my that's my thing agreed um my other problem is i think it was b cuz mlb actually put out a statement about this by the way so two teams the nats and i can't remember the other one who was it was it the rangers rev I have no clue. So there were two teams. The Nats were one of them where their only rep was a pitcher, but they were only going, they were not going to pitch in the game because they pitched on Saturday. And they counted them as their rep, even though they're not going to be playing in the game. I also have a problem with that. Like everybody's like, oh, why are you complaining about the Nats not having a representative? Scherzer's there. Right, but he's not playing. So why would I watch? So I didn't. Um, I did watch the Home Run Derby, though. Uh, I loved it. Um, I correctly guessed the winner, which was awesome. Uh, I thought Alonzo had a really, really good shot at it. I hate, for the second year in a row, there is a vocal minority of Home Run Derby truthers that treat it like it's a conspiracy theory. That are like, well, they, they, they shouldn't have given... Even though he won, they shouldn't have given him the trophy. went to Vlad. He hit, like, 40 more home runs. And that just bugged me. That just... It rubbed me the wrong way. Okay.
0: Okay, kids. Gather around. Let me tell you a story.
1: Oh. If you're
0: in a tournament, if you're in a tournament, and you score 100 points in the first game, and score zero in the second game, do you win or lose?
1: Uh, but, by the way, shout-outs to Mets official on this one, who had the best tweet on it, by the way. He's like, can you imagine a team winning in the Super Bowl 14-7 to 7 but lose the game because their opponent blew their team out in the AFC Championship game? Is it wrong?
0: Well, I don't like him as a human being, so, yeah, I'm going to say it's wrong just because I think it's better coming from your voice.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I also learned on Monday night that Cubs fans are still pissed a year later, and that MLB rigged the home run derby and didn't follow their own rules.
0: If if okay, let's just make sure we we back up a little. If <laughs> at this point in time the MLB was going to rig this year's home run derby, Vladdy would have won.
1: I'm um, I'm also gonna drop in with my with my I'm gonna say something and then duck out of the way from people throwing stuff at me for being right. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would have won under the old format style. I'm not saying you're correct. I'm just saying I check no lies. (laughs) Mark Dan Law. Because, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you had the finals and they hit home runs in the finals and they the 10 outs. But whoever had the most home runs would still win.
0: I thought it was a stupid reason when they were doing that and I stopped watching the Home Run Derby when they were doing that. I think that it should be a tournament. I think the right person won no matter how many home runs that the person
1: I was rooting for hit. See, I see I liked the It's going to sound really really weird. If they were to combine the two formats, I think it would be way better. If they were to say like, okay, we're going to give everybody 8 outs, which is what it was in the first round. And unlimited time and all 8 players get to hit. In order of... They they seed them one through eight. Eight goes first, one goes last. And then... You have the top four make it to the next round. And then you do it again. And then the third round is the three-minute timed round. I, I don't know. I just... Three minutes doesn't seem like a lot, and it seems like it puts a lot of strain on them because they literally, they're literally pushing themselves a lot faster than they would in BP and in any other situation because when it was under the old format, it wasn't timed. Granted, it, it made the home run derby last five hours, but it wasn't timed. And they could take their time between swings and things. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's better for the players on their bodies at some point, too. Because you could tell how physically exhausted Vlad was in the second round. And if it was under the old system, the other two would have had a lot more time when they were swinging instead of, you know, a 20-minute break before he had to play in the finals. Yep. Um. uh, I think they got MVP right in the All-Star game. I don't know if you saw who won. Um, I, I think Joey Gallo could have also gotten it For that bomb That lefty le- on lefty crime He committed in that game <laughs> Good god um, But yeah I, I Overall I thought it was good uh, Anaheim you're up Next Year I believe Which should be cool Which should be cool Or it's Dodger Stadium 75th anniversary I can't remember Anyway yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I still have a problem with the voting. uh. And I have said this before, I honestly think going to the old All-Star system would be awesome, where they would have two games. Two All-Star games. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool, because then you could have, like, the summer one in the northern hemisphere, where they couldn't host it in the winter, and have one in the south at one of those teams every year and do that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um. Yeah, uh... Man, but anyway, uh, do you want to intro the next one? Because I know you're really passionate about this.
0: No, 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 no. You go ahead. That's no, your
1: no, job. no, no, no. You want me? You want me to no, do? No, no, no. That's your job. That's, That's your job. job. <laughs> That's my job. Yeah. Oh my god! So, uh... Bud Seelig has a new book out. Uh just hit store shelves a couple days ago. And, uh, ironically, it's called for the good of the game. Considering <laughs> you oversaw the largest organized players' strike ever in organized history, sports history, I feel like you can't legally call it that, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I can't get close to my mic
0: no more because I actually have a, a, a an arm
1: now,
0: but, so I'll say this. If you are the man that caused the steroid era to cope, be a thing, maybe you should shut the hell up.
1: And I quote The summer of 2007 was the most unpleasant year as commissioner for me. And when I look back, I think that's putting it mildly. I was in extreme misery. It's one of the few times in my life I wasn't excited about going to ballparks, and if you know me, that's all you needed to know. And that is Bud Selig on Barry Bonds breaking the home run record in 2007. Oh. uh, Hold up a second. And go. Hey,
0: Bud Selig. Go fuck yourself.
1: There's your one per week.
0: Damn it. Are you kidding me? Look, look. I'll say it again, because I've said it four or five times since this podcast started. Who gives a damn how Barry Bonds was off the field? I don't... Did he break any laws while playing baseball? Yes or no? Silence. No. Silence. Do you know why there's silence? Because the answer is no. I do not care about steroids. If it was not for steroids and that useless human being Bud Selig, baseball would have died with the strike.
1: I I called I called Bud Selig this on Twitter when I read the quote last night because I knew we were going to talk about it, and I, but I I had to get my my feelings out on it. Barry Bonds and PEDs. Saved Baseball, you ungrateful bitch. That's all you are. You're like some, I don't know, some teenage girl, acting like some teenage girl right now, bud. Like, you're getting all emotional over all of this, when really, you're the one who almost destroyed baseball. You're the one who oversaw the strike. You let Jeffrey Loria destroy a team, and then buy another one, and then destroy that one, too. Um... Yeah, you saw you you added four teams to the league. And we went from twenty six teams to thirty teams. Congratulations, but you had to screw the players over in a strike to do it.
0: Wait, wait, and here comes my big swing of the week. You you added six teams and oversaturated baseball, which is now killing baseball. Woof! You're telling me with a straight face, Ryan. You're telling me that the biggest issue with baseball right now is there's too many teams. That's not one of the biggest issues.
1: I think there are some teams in some bad locations. I think he cared you, more... you realize... I, do you sorry, realize... Let, me, let me elaborate. Okay, he, he cared more about putting teams where teams weren't rather than taking the time to do studies and find out if they could support a team in that market.
0: Okay, you do know he did studies that... That that Tampa and Miami were going to be able to support a market, right?
1: Yeah. And do you know
0: why? Do you know why those teams are not
1: supported? Well, Miami constantly hmm. loses.
0: M- Miami constantly loses, which goes to the oversaturation because there's only so many quality MLB level B M- MLB level players on earth, and Tampa because he allowed. The city of Saint Petersburg to bend him over and show him about money. He took money over common sense, and
1: then and then forced the owners to sign a forty-year lease at the stadium they didn't want.
0: No, um, nobody, nobody. The main reason, and this is coming from somebody. As most of y'all know, I, I am a die-hard Rays fan. But the reason why the Seattle Mariners did not move to Tampa in nineteen ninety was because of where the stadium was going to be. The reason why the Giants did not move to Tampa in 1992 was because of the stadium it was going to be in. The
1: reason the Padres didn't almost move in 1993 is because of the stadium.
0: It it made no sense. Okay, so there's two. Okay, Rev. so there should be 28 teams. What about the the other four teams?
1: Time out for a second. If anybody has any of the 1993 Tops cards that has Washington Padres on them, I will buy them from you.
0: Yeah, that you have a lot of money all of a sudden.
1: Right. right.
0: Cuz if you have all that money for Washington Padres, let me get my box in. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's let's, <laughs> let's I mean remove.
1: I mean they were they're standard cards, like they weren't misprints. They were printed let's, as a Washington Padres in series 1 that year.
0: Let's remove four other teams. Okay? Cuz that's what you so, would have to
1: do. No, so my whole thing about my whole thing about Bud Selig adding teams is and and I don't I don't think you need to contract baseball. I think there's enough players to go around. I just think it's a problem of how the minor leagues treat them, so you turn out less prospects than in every other sport in the world.
0: No, because everybody in the world. Somebody on Twitter, um, Todd Gurley, said something that a lot of people find very offensive that that people are getting paid in baseball and in and basketball. Uh, for being mediocre but football players do these amazing things and don't get paid and everybody I have not seen anybody take it take a fresh I agree with him look so I will say it I agree with him I 100 cool so percent agree
1: with him. so somebody actually did the math on this the average NFL player gets more per game
0: yep and less per year
1: right. Ryan, say
0: that again. I want you to finish that sentence, minding your sentence together, and say it out loud.
1: They they make more money per game by mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. than basketball and baseball players, but they make less per year. Okay, and that is now because, cool, so Gurley's right. Um, okay, so let's do the math. You need 14 starting players. There's 11 bench players. Basketball is a five-man rotation, 10-man rotation, so you need four oh, man. role players. Well yeah, that's a 12-man, but t- you can have 14 players on your roster. So, yes. cool. So let's take football rosters from, what is it now, 61 players on the active roster? I thought it was still 55. No, they raised it to 58, and then it was going to go up again as per the next CBA. So it's like 58 or 61 now. Okay. Cool. Uh, percentage-wise, cool. We're going to cut it down to 42. And you get paid more money. But now you don't get as many breaks. You're running on all four downs. Cool? Cool. Yeah. Um, going back to League though, I'd, I have a problem because the only reason he's seen as a good commissioner is because he expanded baseball into markets that shouldn't have got it and forced owners of those teams into situations that shouldn't have happened. Um, and shouldn't have sold the Marlins, the Miami franchise, to Lori after what he did in Montreal, to be blunt. Um, he made the Nats sign a terrible mass agreement. He shenaniganed Oakland into staying, and they still haven't gotten a stadium. 14 years later, they're finally building it. And he let PEDs run rampant on it, saved the game after he ruined it with the strike and then now he wants to blame the players for taking steroids and ruining the game and talking about how it was a disgrace that he had to watch that. Could you be any more of a two-faced lying ass? Like, uh, <laughs> oh my god, it just it just blows my mind how self-centered this guy is over this. Like, Literally, no one liked you, bud. Like, There's a reason uh, I'm retiring early. Nuts, it's because the owners were going to vote you out before the CBA negotiations because they knew you were going to try and lock out the players again.
0: Well, here's here's my argument to him, the, the idiot in the first place. Let's play trivia. 500, 500 points, Ryan, to get this right. When did drug testing start in Major League Baseball? Top of the head.
1: Let's go. Oh, my God. I want to say it, it's way earlier than I think it is. That's the problem. It wasn't mandated until the 94 CBA, but I don't think they enforced it until 97? 91 is the answer. Oh, so when it wasn't they, the 89 CBA. No. Or 8080
0: when, CBA. When, when, when did they start testing for PDs and steroids? I have no idea. 2003.
1: When did, <laughs> when did Barry Bonds break the record? 2007. So did
0: he just not get tested?
1: No, I actually think he got tested more than the minimum and sued it for sued him over it at one point.
0: Yes. Correct. In two thousand six. One thousand points for Ryan. That's the point. You can't sit here you can't sit here and say, well, Barry Bonds was yes, he was unlikable. Everybody in the world was accusing him of doing something that everybody was doing. But he was the only one getting pooped on for it.
1: Well, Clemens got shit on for it too.
0: No, Clemens got shit on for lying in court. And then wow. saying, "Oh yeah, yeah," then I did it. Clemens' entire thing was his story, and then how he switched it numerous times. Barry Bonds yeah. was clear the entire time. I did not knowingly at any point in time take steroids. He is still saying that to this day, and I stand by that man, even though he took steroids. It, it, this and this
1: is, and this is the worst part too. Is Seelig's going to be in the Hall of Fame and Bond still isn't? <laughs> I just vomited. Like That's yeah. It throw
0: up in my mouth
1: Con- considering there's already two people who have admitted to taking steroids in the Hall of Fame uh, can you name you the leg- two players
0: you, you legit just made me vomit in my- I, you just broke my fucking brain
1: yeah he's gonna get he's gonna get in through the go- he's gonna get in through this Golden Age Committee next year as commissioner or owner of the Brewers
0: who are the two that, it's in already Pudge and who Thomas Oh, okay, yeah, fair play.
1: Because Thomas admitted it in his biography when he, what was it, when he tore his labrum? Yeah. It, it was a labrum or something in his shoulder, and when he this was rehabbing, he used steroids to come back. Yep. And PEDs to come back and, and hit harder that year because he was the injury.
0: I guess, brother, I just don't understand how that is a, and a—and— and, well, also three because I
1: don't think Griffey's clean either. But I don't
0: really, I don't really want to say this, but I kind of have to. There, there is a white player that played with Bonds at the same time, that was actually a shitty human being, and was beloved because he
1: kissed the right asses.
0: Oh, Jeff Kim.
1: Oh yeah, screw him.
0: But he was an actual horrible human being, like he's cracked.
1: Let's also be real. There's a reason the Giants haven't invited him back for any of the reunions from that team that made it to the World Series. But Bonds gets invited back. But Bonds gets invited back. Uh, there's another steroid user on that team that still gets invited back too, all the time. Which is <laughs> FP Santangelo.
0: Yeah, there's, there's probably a couple of them,
1: man. Yeah, more than a couple.
0: Um, I think, I think, I think, and and the reason I wanted to bring up the salary thing to that he's responsible for. It. And that I do agree with early with. Do you know what 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 in your opinion what sport is the roughest on the human body?
1: Hockey. Okay.
0: What second, after that?
1: Second is football. Then soccer. Then baseball. Then basketball.
0: Which one has the highest minimum salary for a player?
1: Basketball, right?
0: Basketball, eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars, sir.
1: <laughs> What does, God, what, does uh, what does baseball league have? League minimum what is 565K. 565.
0: 565. What is league minimum for NFL? 312? 481.
1: Oh, they raised it. Yeah. Oh, thank God.
0: So, so, I'll, I'll look. I, I I actually didn't Google. I, I bet you I'm right with those stats, by the way. Minimum NHL. Because that should be the highest, right?
1: Four, it's 482,000 in the NFL in 2020 2019-2020 season.
0: A, the NHL's minimum wage is scheduled to increase in the coming years reaching 650 in 2018, 700 in 2020, 750 in 2022.
1: They also are required to offer a as per that 480, that 480 is actually not accurate because they get a 15 Thousand dollar or fifteen K bonus per game played.
0: The minimum salary for a rookie active roster player with one year contract four hundred eighty thousand dollars. For any other minimum contract four hundred twenty thousand up to five hundred thousand. Yeah. MLB for all players five hundred fifty five thousand for the year two thousand nineteen. For all NBA for any minimum salary years of experience. That means any experience. If you're a rookie. The minimum you can get paid, eight hundred and thirty four thousand. If you've been in the league ten plus year, two million.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Also, hot take, basketball has the best salary cap of any of the pros. Probably. I was about
0: to say that. The fact that you can actually go way the hell over your salary cap and just get and exactly... still be
1: and still be technically under the cap is amazing. That and and, and I it, makes, it. <laughs> and and
0: it makes for super teams, but it's also as you'll see this year, it
1: also means players like Paul George get traded to the Clippers, and, and, some, and to yeah, the Heat, yeah. Like there's crazy trades every summer, like you don't see coming. It's amazing. Um, Bud. Bud has a complicated legacy, though. Too, like he's the one who instituted minimums, and introduced the revenue sharing pot and the compensation picks for free agents. Granted, his original qualifying offer thing was stupid with the three tiers, but we won't go there. So there are things that have helped small market teams be more competitive, which, of course, what he was worried about because he was the owner of the Brewers before he was the commissioner. So there's a complicated legacy there, but I feel like he has done... actively tried to or, or maybe unintentionally but has actively definitely unintentionally but has actively ruined that legacy after he left the office is that fair to say
0: i i kind of want you to say the beginning of that again and and as you say it realize what you're saying the very beginning of that statement
1: unintentionally actively ruining his legacy <laughs>
0: How do you unintentionally, actively do something?
1: Because you are actively going out and doing interviews and talking about how you hated steroids and try to absolve yourself of the sins of the steroid era you oversaw.
0: Okay, so we agree on that one. Let's move to the next part.
1: While trying to talk about the good parts of your legacy and keep them intact.
0: Okay, so let's move on to the second part about the markets and and that part. Say that
1: again. I... uh, he did a lot for small market teams To be competitive
0: I do not agree
1: I mean MLB I has the best But all. MLB has the best Parity though Actually, MLB really don't have,
0: have the best, best. I, I was
1: about to say As long hockey as has the best, sorry. hockey
0: league is around Not even close And I don't even think they have the second best They parody.
1: do have the second best parody
0: Okay Who's been in the World Series the last 10 years
1: the same seven teams. That's not parity when you have thirty. Yeah, but th- and and to
0: be fair, before you you bust my ass about the NBA, name one player in all of major major league baseball that has an effect on their team like LeBron James.
1: Uh, Mike Trout.
0: Obviously not. He hasn't been in the World Series. I mean,
1: the, the Angels would be, like, winning 30 games a year if it wasn't for him. Like, let's be real. And, and
0: do you know why? Do you know why the Angels are not in the World Series? Do you know why the Rays are not in the World Series? Do you want to know why the – Well, the Mars- Angels
1: overpaid Albert Pujols and can't put a team around Mike Trout.
0: Um, they still They're still still spend- also
1: paying Josh Hamilton $23 million a year.
0: But they can still spend money. yeah. The Nationals owe money. The Mets are still playing Bobby Benilla. Ooh. I'm just, I, I what my point of really me bringing that
1: Bobby up. Month.
0: My point of bringing that up to you, brother, is honestly, he
1: also destroyed. He also destroyed the high market teams the luxury tax and things. Like, think about how much better. Like, I don't want to say because like teams teams would abuse it. Like the Red Sox and Boston, the Red Sox and Boston, New York Yankees, the Dodgers. Maybe the Giants, they have a really high money owner too. They would they would have abused it, but it also meant a team like the Nats didn't have to worry about, you know, like, oh, our bullpen's really good and we got Patrick Corbin and, and like all these things, but oh, we're at the luxury tax, so we can't spend any more money in a situation where you had free agents sitting out until April and May, it would have been like in February, Oh, you know what? He's still available. We should go get Craig Kimbrell too. You know, and, and that's that's the other side of his legacy in helping small markets. But okay.
0: I'm, I'm glad means that you that.
1: But it means that teams like the Rays can't keep players for a long time.
0: And neither can the Marlins. Neither can the Pirates. Neither can the The Marlins could
1: afford to. Jeffrey Loria could have afforded to He didn't want to. Didn't I have
0: I, have to. I have always believed. Always. The
1: Royals had to trade, you know, Zach Granke. The Indians had to trade CeCe Sabathia. The Brewers had to, you know, rebuild and get team players on cheap contracts and trade for trade good. For, Good players, not great players, on cheap contracts, and hope that they then exploded in Milwaukee, and they've gotten extremely lucky. You know, they had Jonathan VR for a while. Do that. They have Travis Shaw doing that now. They have Christian Yelich doing it now. But
0: here's yeah. here's here's something I, I want to throw at you. Okay. And I believed this since I was fourteen years old. So this is not a new thought from me. Okay. I believe I believe that any sports team in any city in the United States or Canada should have to pay for the stadium. Yes. I also believe that every owner of a sports team should have to pay 80% of the salaries they're putting in to their team to give back to that city. 80% owners, 20% the the, the fans and, and merchandise and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Because when you buy a team, are you are you already rich, or are you poor?
1: Yeah, you're already rich.
0: You're already rich as hell. So you make you're taking eighty percent of the money made in the stadiums, and putting it back on the field. Return on investment. The more you put, the more you put into your team, the more people are going to come watch. A E go 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 look at the stadium when the Nationals play. Go look at the stadium when the Dodgers play. At any point in time. Go look at the state. Go look at New York, New York Yankee Stadium. Go look at Fenway Park and and Wrigley Field. Look how packed those stadiums are. No matter what time it is, no matter how good their team is, they're always there. And yeah, that would suck for somebody for somebody like me who is a diehard fan of the race. But then yeah. I would have never then I would have never got a race team to begin with, and I wouldn't be still falling around players I like like I do with basketball rather yeah. than because I wouldn't have heartbreak that the fact that the I have I'm actually having to break and block my friends and family on Twitter and Facebook because they keep making that x-rays I, 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 and this is sealing's fault because he could have done something to actually help the smaller mark could
1: he could he, he also was in charge because they didn't have owners at the time was in charge of the original stadium down in Tampa he could have for- yep. he could have forced their hand and made them put it in Tampa proper where it should have been where a team could have thrived instead it was let's do this on the cheapest dime. Also you and I have talked about Nats Park after the show on the after show. But, but but here's
0: the thing man it's not completely true cuz I lived in St. Pete when it happened. The city council and the mayor of St. Petersburg absolutely had a field day bukkake with ceiling space when it came to that.
1: Yeah, and if they had an but if they had an ownership group that was in there, could they have pushed harder than what League did?
0: No, because baseball didn't want uh, Major League Baseball as a whole. I don't think wanted a team in Tampa to begin with. Yeah, because that's why we—that's actually why we didn't end up with the Mariners. And the 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 common law lies that was coming out about the right about the Giants. It was nice. Well, let's oh. also
1: be let's also be re- real for re- real for a second. MLB always has that one city that they have in their back pocket that they use to get stadium negotiations everywhere. Yep, that's true. And it was Tampa for the longest time, and now it's Montreal again, which is fun. Yeah, but I hated it then.
0: Do you know? I hate it now too. I, I, I know. I know they don't do any kind. You can't go back and look, but I promise you, with everything I love, guys. When we thought we were going to get the Giants, Osceola High School in Seminole, Florida turned orange. We were stoked. Everybody in our school, non baseball player fans, just bought lots and lots of. uh, I bought a strawberry jersey because it was like, hey, it's 93. Strawberry. Oh, he just got traded. Oh, well, strawberry jersey. Like, my entire school. And it couldn't have been just my school that did that everybody was ready for the giants and they were ready for them to play in the Thunderdome. But when we got the raise and we saw we were never going to support them, the city started building highways around it, turning the, the beautiful Thunderdome into a warehouse like jail.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I
0: for, for a human being that screwed up a lot of things, talking trash about Barry Bonds, Makes you look like a twelve-year-old boy that's pissed off that the, your first girlfriend broke up.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it like this: Bud Selig is acting like he's the best thing to ever happen to baseball. And did he do some good things? Yes. Did he set up the system that is probably going to cause one of the longest lockout slash strikes in professional sports history in two years? Also, probably. yes probably yeah. um and sorry but you would never have been the greatest commissioner of baseball ever Mountain Mountain has had that covered just on name alone
0: uh, and, 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 and and if you're talking about overall uh commissioners the one for the NBA right now is by far the best uh, in he's 100 in years. work that that dude is unreal after who he had to follow oh boy but
1: anyway, <laughs> but anyway yeah. perfect transition because I just mentioned CBA in two years yes sir the uh MLBPA and the owners Reps met over the All-Star break, and they're going to be meeting again a couple times this month and into next month, which is not uncommon. They've done this before and had CBAs resolved a year before they've been up, like what happened 2016. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it's every five years in baseball, and it's like six in two of the other ones and four in the other. It's so weird. So, however, there are a couple quotes come out from this from anonymous reps. So we don't know if it's the MLBPA rep or the owner's rep. The exact quote was, the situation does not look good. The other quote, they're more like war games or war exercises than actual negotiations for the upcoming battle for the 2021 CBA. Um, We've talked about this before on the show And I feel like it's, like, our thing we have to talk about every time there's an update on it now, because it ultimately does not look good for baseball in 2021.
0: Does not. I I, I was having hope because some of the stuff that we wanted on the CBA was
1: being added now, but... It seemed like appeasement from the owners at the time to try and get some things on salary and things now in retrospect. That. Um... Weirdly though, they have agreed on something. What's which that? is Universal DH.
0: Thank God.
1: Um well let's be let's be real. It's thirteen more high paying jobs.
0: Yeah. And I'm um, good or with 15 that.
1: Fifteen more high paying. Well, two teams probably already have DHs set. But yeah. There's there's two more, there's Universal DH coming. They're talking about expanding. The roster gets expanded next year. Um but but now it's appeasement. It's like, oh, we did this for you, so you can't complain about all these things that are wrong. And I have a really, really, really... On top of the sinking suspicion we're headed for a strike or a lockout, yep. I just have a really, really sinking suspicion that the biggest group that is going to get screwed over by this, who is the group that, quite frankly, the union should be defending the most, is the, the minor league players. And rookie I, contracts are going to get absolutely screwed over. It depends. They're going to be like, well, we want all of these things for major league contracts and all of this stuff, but, yeah, we're not rookie on rookie contracts anymore, so we don't care you can keep those. And that's how the union's going to treat it.
0: Remember the conversation we just had about five minutes ago about minimum salary? and Yeah. I kind of hope a strike happens unless minor league players get a minimum salary.
1: Well, here here's the thing. There there is a minimum salary in the minor league.
0: No, no, I, for, uh, like a hundred thousand dollars for. But it's
1: like eighteen grand a year.
0: <laughs> hundred thousand dollars for single A. Yeah. 100, right. 150000 dollars for double A. Two hundred thousand for triple A, and then your minimum salary for major leagues.
1: Yeah, triple A minimum is like one hundred and twenty five right now
0: should be 200
1: yeah then this gets into the whole debate of minor league games are just scrimmages for like the top 100 prospects so do we really need that many leagues and all that stuff that we've already talked about um (laughs) i'm i'm just i'm a little bit disappointed by this news Eh, eh. i had a hard time thinking of wording it earlier when i was i was jotting some notes down just so i didn't get lost on this but I'm disappointed that these guys are talking right now. Both sides are talking. Yet, they aren't treating it like actual negotiations. They're treating it like poking each other to see who's going to strike first. And being basically seeing what the other side's actually wanting to fight for. Rather than seeing if there's middle ground. Like, they're actively knowing, like, oh, we're going to go on a strike. Rather than hey, maybe they'll meet us not halfway because they probably won't, but meet us thirty or forty percent of the way, and then let us talk over the next year and see if we can push that number even higher. Like they're they're actively treating it like they know there's going to be a strike.
0: That would be nice, uh, but that's not what people do.
1: I know. I'm just sad. I'm just sad
0: that I don't know if baseball can respond from this.
1: I don't know, dude. I thought I thought the same thing, and then the home run derby happened with two rookies.
0: Yep, and people like Verlander and other crybaby pitchers are complaining already about the the jump from the ball.
1: By the way, did you see Scherzer's response to Verlander? No. Oh, my God, I get to break this news to you. (laughs) He was like, uh, he basically was like, maybe he should throw it where they can't hit it and get more strikeouts then. Jesus. I'm like, holy crap. Remember, they were teammates for, like, five years. So this is not, like, two people who don't know each other. This is somebody who was in the clubhouse with him being like, maybe you should just throw better.
0: How about... You don't suck. Right? How about you stop throwing a weak-ass curveball? Well,
1: everybody, everybody was talking earlier. Like, Verlander was doing really good through his first four or five starts, and Max wasn't doing well. And everybody's like, oh, Max. Max Max can't lost it because of, like, the juiced balls and everything. And now he has, like, the third lowest ERA in the NL. Oops. Whoops. And now Verlander's, like, not doing well. Um, I have a problem that because the balls are I'm going to call accidentally juiced. I'm going to give MLB the benefit of the doubt here. But, so, this is a true story. The balls were hand-wound and hand-stitched until two years ago. (laughs) When they went into a machine process, which ended up making the balls 13% more aerodynamic. And that's what's causing all of this. Because as somebody pointed out and did the math, a 350-foot fly ball with the old handmade ball would travel 350 feet, but 13 percent more aerodynamic at the same launch angle and bat speed would mean that ball would go 423 feet now. Interesting, right? It's fascinating. So they essentially accidentally juiced the baseball. So what uh, if MLB is brainstorming a lot of deals. I think they're going to end up having to go to a more solid core that you actually have to like hit the sweet spot to like crank it. Um, is probably the solution, unless they decide to go back to handmade baseballs, which I doubt they will. Because you know automation. Um, yeah, I'm just honestly, I was just, I I had this in here just because I want to say I'm disappointed. You guys are talking and you're negotiating, you're tr- treating it like it's practice for a strike. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, it's. I know it's coming. And I don't want to be negative, but,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be negative either, but, like, you guys are talking, and you can find common ground and stop this from happening, and instead you're like, okay, this is what they really want to fight for when we're on a strike. And that's just, it's sad. It's sad. That's what it is.
0: Yep. Anything? Not much more we, discu- we can discuss about that because we have, we're we now at the mercy of a bunch of greedy millionaires fighting with a bunch of greedy bi- billionaires when the millionaires are right.
1: Yeah. But there's well, a reason why the billionaires partially right. are right. Partially right, but yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before we go to the last little bit? No. So, MLB The Show, by the way, tomorrow... July 12th, is putting out their June Player of the Month and Tops Now packs. And we got the first two diamonds revealed from that this afternoon, which was 90 overall Kettle Marte in the Tops Now flashback packs. And June Monthly Awards flashback, Jordan Alvarez, 87 overall diamond left fielder from the Houston Astros, rookie had 7 home runs and 16 RBIs in his first 12 games. Nice. Fascinating. Yeah, you guys couldn't have given Juan Soto one last year besides his, you know, gold that was the same stats as his live series? If you guys were listening to that on uh, iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, I gave the camera a really bad look. <laughs> gave it like that, you know. Oh, it's just, I gave it the Curb Your Enthusiasm look. Yeah. Like, right before the music hits. Um, but that, otherwise... Uh, Breaking company does not have anything scheduled today, unfortunately. Not this weekend. Um, I think it's a little bit downtime on products uh, during the All Star break, where they try and get things signed and everything. Um, so that's awesome. I guess uh, it means there's more product coming out soon with cool autographs, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I believe with that, it's time to end each week. As we always do here. And that's thank our patrons. So I want to thank Chris, Matt, Eric, K, Rev, Jaron, Murph, and Julia. Thank you for your continued uh, love and support on Patreon. We appreciate the crap out of you. Um, So with that, I guess we'll see you all next week on the show a baseball podcast for Rev this is Ryan signing off